0: Hello. Can you
1: hear me? I'm having audio. I'm having audio. Oh, wait. Problems. There we go. Wait. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Oh, wow. We love a good start.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope it's not my
1: end. So I couldn't hear the video either. So I was okay. just like, I'm going to do a guess. So yes. here we are. But no. welcome. All welcome right. back. Yeah. We, are, to, uh, we are
0: in it now. <laughs>
1: we're, we're in it. So welcome back to Onside Chicks. NFL Draft Preview Spectacular Extravaganza. I'm mm-hmm. Kaylee Tchaikovsky. I'm here with...
0: I am Jordan erard coupe And there is a lot that we have to go through
1: right now. So much. So much. We're talking through... So we're talking through our mock drafts. We each put together mock drafts. And we're going to be going through... The idea is to get from 1 to 12. Because the draft starts with my team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And at 12, your Philadelphia Eagles. If we have time to go further, maybe we'll go to 16, get halfway through. But after the show, we will be posting our full first round mock draft on Instagram and Twitter. But let's jump in. Let's talk. Actually, no, let's not do that. I I want you to tell me what your draft plans are. Okay, so
0: I have an interesting, I'm going to like a very nice event. And there is like Philly media people that are going to be there. There's former Eagles veterans, former Eagles coaches, and it's going to be this classy open bar. And I'm super nervous. Like I'm excited, very excited to network. This is like a great opportunity. However, I feel like I'm going to be dying on the inside and I'm going to want to scream and I'm going to have to like try my hardest to keep it together. So it's going to be very interesting. I have a feeling I'm going to be like running into the bathroom to like explode for a second, go on social media and freak out and then go back out and be like a polite little lady. <laughs> I love well, that. What are you doing?
1: Um, I'm going to be at home. So I'm working and covering the event, but I will be like full jaguared out. I'm trying to decide what food to make because I'm a big believer in like when it's football season, every event needs to have like the proper yes. food. So I'm, I'm deciding between like wings or maybe it'll be like a certain theme. I don't know. We'll figure I think
0: it we're out. Buffalo chicken dip. Any excuse yes. for buffalo chicken dip, I will always take it.
1: Yeah, I'm here for that. I like that. Yeah.
0: That is definitely like my game day go to for the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Me and my friends got together little Super Bowl viewing party. It was the biggest batch of buffalo chicken dip I've ever seen in my entire life because everyone was like, we all need like a heaping of it. So we went in. We got so many rotisserie chickens. I have never seen that much dip. And it (laughs) went. And I was like, that was disgusting how much buffalo chicken dip we had just consumed.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. So Publix, I don't know if you're familiar, but Publix. I ask, yes,
0: yes. Okay. I was in Orlando a couple months ago, little vacation and went to a Publix. Great place.
1: Love it. Love yeah. it. They They make buffalo chicken dip. And it's honestly like as good as homemade dip can be. Theirs is always going to be better, so it's honestly a waste of time to even try to, for anyone in Florida to make it. You should just go buy it from Publix. The only problem is it comes in like one of those little like potato salad kind of containers. Yes. So it's not like you can get a ton; you have to buy like multiple of those. So that's the only downside. But fantastic buffalo chicken dip. Good so I'm thinking that. like wings, buffalo chicken dip. I'm here for it. Yeah. I don't know. Good stuff. I'm I'm excited.
0: I know. I'm. Getting a lot of anxiety leading up to it. Um, I did decide though, just because I like, I can't walk in in like an Eagles T-shirt. I, I'm gonna mm. do like a light green blazer, just so I'm still like that. bringing in some good luck, but um, still keeping it professional. I need all the luck I can get tomorrow. <laughs>
1: I will be thinking about you, sending the good vibes, hoping you can restrain yourself. I think it all depends on how your pick goes. I know. But... I'm
0: hoping. I'm hoping that everyone around me is just as frustrated as I am, and then I can be like, "Oh!" But if everyone's like keeping it together and like clapping and just, it's gonna be tough because I'm gonna be sitting there like,
1: "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready to hop in?
0: Yes, let's do this. Okay.
1: So we'll start at number one. I think this is like probably the most pointless conversation that we all keep having to have. Um, but who do you have at number one?
0: Number one, there is no way you mess this up. You are getting a gem of a quarterback, the future of football. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. I don't even want to hear any other hot takes or conspiracy theories from people out there. There is no need for it. They are coming in and they are taking Trevor Lawrence. No ifs, ands, or buts.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. I think it's funny because at the beginning, back in the beginning of offseason, we first start kind of like mock drafting and, and these stories start coming out. And the amount of times people were like, the Jags are definitely going to take offers for that first round pick. And I'm like, there's no way. No. There's no way. There's no way. And now that like has completely silenced. I haven't seen one mock draft that has us doing anything no. besides taking Trevor Lawrence. So I'm glad people are on board, but I will I see say some
0: angry Twitter people that are like, they're gonna switch up. and I'm like, stop, Stop what you're doing. Like no, they're not.
1: <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I understand that because I sometimes I like to tweet something just so I have it in writing. even if I don't fully believe it. it's like that's a cool take. And if if it happens, if something comes of it, I can always go back to that tweet and be like, see, I told you so. even if I don't like fully, yeah. believe it so I love to do that during the NFL season I say something completely outlandish and everyone's like wow you're a complete idiot and nine <laughs> times out of ten I'm a complete idiot but that one time is all it takes for something to kind of like switch up go my way like when the Jags I told you the story like when when I the Jets were like holding down the number one pick and I was like please just just win a couple games so we can get the number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence and I had so many upset people are that like that's never gonna happen and look I put it out it on happened. the internet. It happened. Here we are. So I I get that, but my concern is I keep seeing these stats. Have you been like have you seen these articles talking about the percentage of first round quarterbacks that either fail or become like franchise guys. So I guess there's like a stat of only 8 of the 25 quarterbacks taken at number 1 overall have made it to the Super Bowl with that team and then only 3 have won the Super Bowl with that team that drafted them. So I'm like 12 percent honestly not as low as you might think it is but worrisome for sure
0: it, I don't think you can go into it with that mindset right now though because think about it he's coming in you guys are in the midst of a rebuild you just got the new head coach that's going to come in along with him it's not i think we can expect him to come out this season and be great. Um, I don't think it's going to come in and immediately change things for you guys. But I do think down the road, he is one of those quarterbacks I have no doubts about like he is someone he's NFL ready and he's been NFL ready since his freshman year of college. Like, let's be real. Like he was born to be in the NFL. So you guys are blessed to have him. You can take the next couple of years, build a team around him. And I do think he is the kind of guy that will get you to that next level. So yeah. I'm putting all of my best wishes out there for you.
1: Let's do it. It's, it's kind of weird to know who you're going to draft going in. Cause that's never been the case for the Jaguars. So for me, it's kind of weird to sit here and be like, Oh, I have nothing to look forward to. Like I do, but I don't really. So I once you're, you, to... your,
0: your, you have, you also have what? 25?
1: 25. Yeah.
0: Okay. So hmm. you got something. I mean, it's not as we'll exciting, see. but we'll no, number one, you're definitely, you can just sit and wait for that actual moment of like pure joy when they say his name yeah. and you can just cherish that for a moment oh, it might be the it, moment he's huh? walking it in Clemson like at Clemson yeah
1: yeah but he's wearing this like olive su- he's wearing the same suit he wore not the same exact one but the same like model suit he wore for his wedding and it's gonna be like olive green with like orange on the inside it's very cute it's oh. cute all cute things. So. He is
0: precious,
1: adorable. Love, love to love him. Yes,
0: so. definitely. Very excited to see what he can do this year.
1: We'll see. All right, who do you have number two?
0: I think number one and number two for pretty much First everybody is yeah Um, I have the Jets taking Zach Wilson. If they co- they're definitely taking a quarterback without yeah. question. I'm 99.9% certain it is going to be Zach Wilson. I know early, early on, it was Justin Fields, Justin Fields, and then Zach Wilson kind of came in and stole the show. Um, So definitely taking a quarterback, if they take anyone besides Zach Wilson, I will be completely shocked. And I think it sends everybody else after them into that complete shock because that's going to throw everything off. But I don't think they're going to come in and switch it up. That seems to be the direction they're going. They seem pretty set on that. Um, I'm sure you think, do you have a hot take there or are you?
1: Okay. (laughs) No no hot takes. I think this is the guy I don't like, do I think it's necessarily the best pick at number two? Maybe not, but do I think that at this point it's pretty much set in stone that it's, it's exited my mind as thinking anything else might happen just because it seems so set in stone at this point. But He's a real adaptable guy. I know like Mike LaFleur loves that kind of offense of having, having an offense that you can really bring any quarterback into and have them be successful. So I think this is going to be a place under Robert Saleh and LaFleur where he's really going to get to flourish. I think that's he needs a place that has an easy offensive scheme that is going to give him opportunities to succeed without having to be challenged. I don't want to say challenged, but without having to kind of fit his style into someone else's scheme right off the bat. And I think this is the perfect place for it. He's really great in the vertical passing game. He's great at play action. So it makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I can't can't see them going in. And I agree with you with... uh, Personally, I don't think this is the number two quarterback available in this draft. But it just definitely seems like the direction that they're going.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think... It's interesting. I just, um, we'll see. I think, I don't know. I I have big hopes for the Jets. And I honestly think that any quarterback who went into this situation would probably perform about the same, um, which sounds kind of weird, but I just think the way that they're building this offense, this culture, this coaching staff, I think their approach is not necessarily going to change too much quarterback to quarterback. So I think they're really taking a guy who maybe they feel can Mold to whatever they have going on, um, which in that case makes sense because he is that guy, so
0: yeah, definitely. All right, so number one and number two, we have locked in this draft doesn't really start even until Until three, number three, and even with that, I'm pretty certain with where they're going to go, but there is a real like. The New York Jets, I'm set. They're taking Zach Wilson. I have like a 0.1% chance that they don't. The 49ers, I would say I have a 75, 80% gut feeling that they are going Mac Jones, especially after Kyle Shanahan's very intense press conference this past week. Yeah. What the heck? Hey, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on your roster? I don't know. We all may die before Sunday. Like what? Hey, what
1: a non-answer.
0: It was so dramatic, and like I'm, I'm a very dramatic person. I te- like, and that was like next level for him to just and kept talking about Mac Jones. So that seems to be where they're going. I have them taking Mac Jones at three. Do you? Yeah.
1: No, I don't. I I went. I know. So I'm falling into the rumor mill because Hopefully, I okay. I don't know if you've seen this, but Trey Lance is starting to pop up everywhere in connection with the 49ers. So very interesting. The more I dug into this, the more I actually really like this for them. Um, He's got an incredibly strong arm. He's great in the run game. I think he's got really great potential in that offense. I think Kyle Shanahan would have a really good time coaching him and could really bring out a ton in his playing style that maybe wouldn't get brought out elsewhere, um, especially the places that it's kind of been rumored he might go. But I feel like any time a rumor like this or, I I don't know, the overall sentiment of something switches last minute. I just know that there's so many insiders. There's so many people just chatting around the league. And so I'm just going to go with this as a hot take. It's not necessarily what I feel or what I believe. It is just I think there might be – some credibility to it if it's ending up on all of these outlets you know that are contributed to by these NFL insiders so I'm gonna go Trey Lance I think it would be fun it would make sense it also kind of sends the rest of the draft into a little bit of a tizzy so I think it'd be really interesting um but yeah I don't know I just I it's a weird feeling but I think the more I see his name the more I'm like okay I could see that
0: No, I need you to know I fully, fully, fully support that because I think Trey Lance works better in this organization and that is where I want him to go. So I'm genuinely hoping that you are 100% right. And I think most 49ers fans would feel a lot better about that. Majority of them don't want Mac Jones. Like they're furious.
1: Yeah, kind of wild because I feel like Trey Lance had an incredible pro day and then kind of fell, fell off of everyone's radar and then Mac Jones, like, I, I understand the Mac Jones appeal, don't get me wrong, I get it, but also weird that Trey Lance fell off and then just never got brought back into the conversation. Yeah. I was no, like, wait, what?
0: I I genuinely hope you're right. I hope they pull, because I think everyone in their mind has it, they're going Mac Jones because that's been the talk for so long now. Mm-hmm. But if I'm sitting there and dra- dra- especially, oh my God, if we get that switch up like that early on in the night, like pick number three, we're all kind of expecting Mac Jones and they go Trey Lance. Like, like you said, it's going to send everybody into a freaking tizzy. Like no one, like it's just going to, everything is going to start shifting. Yeah. So it's going to get to the point where it's like, they just did that. Do we even know what we're doing now? Like everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat, which yeah. I love. And speaking of Trey Lance, okay, my next. Number four, I have a trade.
1: Okay. Me too. Okay. And
0: mine is a, it's very hot, but I have the Patriots trading up with the Falcons, but I have them trading up to take Trey Lance. Okay. I could see that. I just like him with this organization and everyone can make the argument that he's not as experienced, but if you have him sitting behind Cam Newton for a year and if you have him with Bill Belichick and if you have him on this team that now in this offseason season has completely rebuilt and created a complete team from nearly top to bottom, it just seems like a great fit. And I get, we haven't seen a lot from him, but what we have seen, and like you just said, his pro day, so good I just can see this vibing and I think it sets the Patriots up to be very good for a very long time not that I want that but (laughs) from an unbiased perspective like I think it's a very good option for them
1: I really love how it took one year of the Patriots being bad for everyone to be like oh like they're all right you know what I mean like everyone hated them and now it takes like one year where they're just not that great and everyone's like oh it's fine it's, it's the Patriots. On, yeah. The Patriots but like, again. Yeah, but the cowboys won five rings and then haven't been good since, haven't been relevant since the 90s. But yet people are like, the disdain around the country for the Cowboys is so funny. And I'm just like, but everyone just forgot about their patriot hate, patriot hate I right think after. Also
0: because Tom Brady isn't there anymore. That's so true. That also, like That's I think true. everyone felt a little sorry for them. Like Tom Brady leaves, wins the Super Bowl his first year. And we kind of saw not like completely. Completely crumble, but they are not the Patriots that we are used to seeing. Correct. So I think Correct. that also kind of you feel a little sorry for Belichick. Like there's just a lot that goes into it. And the Cowboys, I just have it's been like ingrained, like it came out of the womb, and it was like you hate the Cowboys. That's like, fair.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I get that.
0: That's all I know. So I get
1: that. <laughs> all right. So I also have a trade. I okay. don't have the Patriots. I do think that it's likely the Patriots can move up. I really do. I think this number four spot is going to move regardless. I think the mm. Falcons are not going to be sitting at number four, um, but I have the Broncos moving up. I think when okay. you think about immediate need, what they need and who they have, um, I think they're going, going to be a little more desperate in the moment than the Patriots might be, but I do think they're going to move up to take Justin Fields since I have Trey Lance going at three. So This would be insane because both of our mock drafts essentially have four quarterbacks in a row. Yes. So that's kind of crazy because I know that was up in the air for a while. I
0: know. And that's like history. That is making history. And I actually – I originally had the Broncos trading up with the Lions. So switching from seven to nine. But then today, this evening, Teddy Bridgewater Yeah. Broncos. I was like, I just don't know if they'll, I still think this is a need. And if a quarterback falls to nine, I still think they would take one, but I just didn't know if they would still have that like
1: urgency to trade up. But I do agree with you that I still think they would
0: take a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I saw that they were graded the 6th best roster talent-wise in the league. So when you look at what they have, they're a lot closer. And I, and I think that makes sense. Like when you go down everything they have, all the pieces they have on both sides of the ball, I think it does make sense, right? Like they they might be one quarterback away. The problem is that that's the position that you need to have figured out before you're contending for the playoffs, even the wild card and in a long shot at the Super Bowl. But I think Teddy Bridgewater is a really great band aid if you know you don't yeah. make this move. But I think if they're able to get up there and get a quarterback, I think Justin Fields is a great option for them, obviously. I think he's a guy I would love to not see him fall. So I think this is also like a little bit of a bias of, I don't want him to fall past the top four. So, um, but I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I just, I feel like they're right there. They're closer than people think they are. than we might feel that they are just based on what we saw last year. But um, yeah, I don't know. One quarterback for them could really just change everything. And we could be talking about them completely differently. Next year.
0: And like, I fully, I do understand that because I think, I think I said it in like my first YouTube video ever. I was doing like a preview for the season, and I was like, look at all the options they have, but they have Drew Locke. And not that Drew Locke is a bad quarterback. He's just not, in my opinion, a franchise quarterback. He's more of honestly a band-aid he's more of a second string a backup to me someone you like go to if you really really have to but he's not someone that I want them to build their entire organization around now it definitely seems like they're picking up on that they're moving on from it so I am excited for him
1: I'm here for it I I don't know I
0: I don't want Justin Fields to fall that low um especially he can't be available at 12 because I'm so scared that if he is, the Eagles will take him and I love him. I really love him, but I just don't want to go through that rotation again. Yeah. Just not mentally ready for it. So yes, get him off the board as early as possible.
1: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, (laughs) no, I feel you. It is. um, I don't know. I I, I don't see the Broncos. Honestly, I think this is what they should do. I don't necessarily see them as being the team that is going to make that move just based on what I know about them, what we know about them. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. But who do you have at number five?
0: So number five, I understand the argument. It's pretty much like, is Cincy going to take Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase? And I love, I love the storyline with Joe Burrow, LSU, Jamar Chase. And I understand how great of a, they're besties. Like that would be a great connection. It would be exciting for the both of them. But in my opinion, it doesn't matter what receiver you have out there. If Joe Burrow can't stay healthy and we already saw the pictures that came out when they announced their new uniforms, we saw his scar right there. We talked about they chose not to Photoshop it out. We all saw it clear as day. And that was to me like, oh, so we know exactly who the Bengals are drafting. So I say they go Penny Sewell here. Protect Joey B. This is the kind of guy that. If this draft wasn't so quarterback heavy, I feel like it would be a competition between him and Kyle Pitts to go number one overall. Like, he is that good, and he is the one piece they need. They can get receivers later on. Like, they they can get good guys. I understand it might not be Jamar Chase, but when you have Joe Burrow, he can make a guy like that, an average guy better. All he needs is to be protected and to stay healthy. So in my mind, they don't mess that mess that up there and they take all 5.
1: Yeah, it's actually quite insane to me how many people are now like running this Jamar Chase rumor mill because I'm like, I think you're overestimating how much Joe Burrow just wants to play with his bestie rather than how much he wants to stay standing up straight. Exactly. Like, I, I think you're mis inter- like I think that's a, it's a huge miss to think that him wanting his friend to play on his team, like, they're professionals, right? Like, I think at this point, Jamar Chase doesn't get to have a good season. He doesn't get to be as good as he is if Joe Burrow can't stand up straight and throw him the ball. So exactly, it is just – it's a wild thing to me, and I'm not saying that they – I don't know. I don't know that they don't go that way, but that would be a huge miss because Penny Sewell, like I see some mock drafts with him falling way down, like way down into the teens, even into the twenties on some. And I'm like, "In in what world does that happen? Because this guy is, like you said, could be a contender for the number one overall pick just in this year. Not quite. But it works out that he doesn't need to be the over one, number one overall pick. He needs to be the number five, and it's the perfect scenario for the Bengals and for him. So, yes, I like that. I like that. You
0: know, and I, what were you gonna say? Finish. I was gonna
1: say I feel like we both have the same number six. But if you're talking okay. about five, then I'll hold.
0: Wait. The only because <laughs> you know I'm gonna go on a tangent with my number six. Um, the. Argument between Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell to me feels like a want versus need. And me and my friend, Sam, she was on my show today. She's the girl who talks sports. She explained it literally perfectly where you can want Jamar Chase and you can want that storyline, but you need Penny Sewell. And, And when you're this early on in the draft, when you're like Joe Burrow got severely hurt in his first year and he can come back from it but if he goes down again in his second year it just creates a lot of uncertainty like you it's it's a need you need to not mess this up right here but yeah no
1: now it's time let's talk about number yeah. 7 okay so we obviously both have Kyle Pitts falling yeah. um i I have him at six going to the Miami dolphins. I'm assuming you also have him at six.
0: Oh my God. Yes. And I don't genuinely, I feel like I honestly, am just praying that the Falcons trade back because that to me secures. I'm like nothing against the Falcons. Like if Falcons get Kyle Pitts, I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to root for him. However, I am in awe of the Dolphins and I am in awe of Kyle Pitts. So if I can see him playing on this team, I will be in Miami at a game. Like I will buy this jersey. Like this is just yeah. everything that I want. And I also think he fits this offense perfectly. Like I can just so see he's already a Florida man. Yeah. I just love everything about this. So yes, I'm totally banking on Falcons trading back because if they don't, then I do think he goes at four because he is yeah. like to me. It just makes sense. They have to take him. Um, but if someone trades up, they're trading up for a quarterback. Um, and then yes, Kyle Pitts falls to number six
1: with the yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the key, right? Like if if the Falcons sit at four, there's no way he's gonna fall, but. I just do think that there's so much. I I, I just think there's too much going on with the quarterbacks. The hype is too real near the top of the board. I think whether it's the Patriots, the Broncos, whoever else could potentially be talking to them about that spot. Mm -hmm. I don't see the Falcons staying there. So I think that this is the exact situation in which Kyle Pitts falls. And I think as long as he doesn't go at four, I don't think there's any way Cincinnati takes him. So I think he's going to fall – directly to six but I think he's the kind of player that's worth coming back up to number six from 12 right and I think this is the kind of player that makes Miami say like yeah we could sit at 12 and call it a day or we can trade you know a little bit away get back up to six and have a chance at a guy like Kyle Pitts and when you think about their moves in general I mean we talked about it they're absolutely brilliant but when you think about the overall moves that they've made like if he goes four, I mean, they could potentially have Jamar Chase, right? Like there's so many people that they could be in the running for. They could really have kind of like, besides quarterbacks, just the pick of the draft sitting at number six. So this makes complete sense why you would want to come back up to six. You don't need to be at three. You don't need a quarterback, but you need to be at six to -hmm. catch one of these guys that falls a little too far. And I would love to see Kyle Pitts there.
0: Yes, no, I think this would be a perfect fit. Now, here is a, in my mind right now, the Dolphins are sitting, like you just said, in a perfect situation to get Pitts or Jamar Chase. Like that is who I have in my mind them taking. What if we get to the situation where Falcons stay at four, they take Pitts, and then Bengals go a little, not totally rogue, but a little rogue, and they want the storyline, and they take Jamar Chase. The, now the Dolphins are sitting at six. Both of those guys are off the board. Now, do they take Sewell, protect Tua, or do they go for Waddle? Do they still go offensive weapons? What do you think here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would honestly say if Penny Sewell falls anywhere, you take him. Right. Yeah. Like, that's just my opinion. I think he's a generational type of player. And it's also – a, I mean, usually you're drafting that position way far down the board, right? So there's a reason that he's sitting there. He's sitting that high. There's a reason people are so high on him. And I think you have to take that chance. I think as attractive as offensive weapons can be, I just think they're not in a position where they necessarily need that, but they probably need the best player on the board in whatever respective position besides quarterback, right? Like, I think quarterback would just be kind of unnecessary, redundant. Like, sure, I mean – if Trevor Lawrence fell to six, sure, you take Trevor Lawrence, but but at the end of the day, that's not gonna happen. So yeah. you know, if that's the if that's where you're sitting, Kyle Pitts is off the board, Chase is off the board, you take Penny Sewell.
0: Yeah. I agree 100%, and I've been talking this entire offseason that Miami two first-round picks, they double up on offensive weapons. Like I've been yeah. so gung-ho on that, but you just said it perfectly. He is a generational player. If he falls into your lap like that, it's not someone you pass up on because you are going to be able to get offensive weapons later on in this round. You can yeah. trade to them. You can get them next year, and they already have – Like, they have solid weapons. They don't have stars, but they have great guys on offense. So it's not even like this is a dire, dire need for them anyway. It's just added reassurance to see if Tua really is their long-term guy. But, yeah, I agree. If we get a switch up, they have to take so-all at six. But realistically, I'm thinking it's going to be Jamar Chase or Pitts. The Dolphins, I have Pitts on here because that would be my dream scenario.
1: Agreed. I'm right there with you. I
0: mean, actually, my dream scenario would be like an alternate parallel universe where all of a sudden he just keeps dropping and then the Eagles are at 12 and we can still take him. But look,
1: we've seen crazier. We've
0: seen crazier. I like I would be sitting there. I think I would be the happiest. I would cry like tears of joy, but I'm not even going to get my hopes up. I would love (laughs) I would be so thrilled if he's on the Dolphins. Yeah. All right. So now we're at number seven Mm -hmm. Detroit Lions. What do you have them doing now that they have Jared Goff?
1: This is where I have Jamar Chase. I think this makes a ton of sense. I think, you know, if Pitts falls, obviously Chase falls in my mind. I think as long as the Bengals do what we think they should do. I think that's kind of how it goes. Pitts is going to go before Chase. if In any realm of the universe um, where the Bengals make the right decisions. So I think this makes sense for the Lions. I think they have other needs. They could beef up their offensive line. They definitely have holes on defense they need to fill. But right now, like If you get the surprise of Jamar Chase sitting at number seven, I think that's where you take him. You want to put more weapons around Goff. You want to give him a chance. And I think they're not fully committed to the (laughs) to the rebuild, obviously. That's why they went out and got golf. So, (laughs) you know, they obviously want to put up wins. They want to do this in kind of a 50% sort of way. And I think this is the best way to do it because this young guy, he's clearly NFL ready. He's the top guy on the board in this position, pretty much. And I think for him, you know if Goff is there next year the year after cool if not like they've probably drafted someone else i i don't see them tanking enough to land at the number 1 pick anytime soon just cuz i don't think that's their style but this at least gives them some security on the offense for a handful of years
0: Absolutely. I agree 100%. I have them taking Jamar Chase as well. And this is just, you give Jared Goff that added weapon. And like we said, they're not committed to this rebuild. They're just not. They want to skate by and do just fine. And I think that is, you don't want to lose the attention of your fan base. I get it. Um, So they're not going to risk losing a guy like that, especially if he falls, which is crazy that he's such a good receiver. First receiver coming off the board at seven. Like, it's just yeah. this year is so unprecedented in so many ways. But, yes, 100%. I agree 100%. And I think that just shows maybe you get Jared Goff, this stud receiver, like maybe he can just come out of the, and be absolutely fantastic. Who knows? I don't necessarily see us going down in that direction, but who knows?
1: Look, you never know. I mean, come on. Ryan Tannehill, I'll I'll die on this hill because that's incredible what that, and you know what? I don't like the Titans, but I mean, it's impressive what they were able to do and they don't even have that many offensive weapons. I mean, it's the Derrick Henry show, but when you think about their passing game, like he really was able to really open up in a way that he wasn't before previously in his career. And so I think anything's possible I don't know necessarily that that's the franchise that's going to turn Jared Goff around but it definitely could be and this kind of guy could be the catalyst for that and I think Jared Goff I mean I think that fits right like I think that fits his whole vibe of him wanting to really get the ball downfield it's his style of play I think he was in that really like west coast offense kind of scheme but I think this what what Chase offers him the ability to be flexible, get downfield, throw your deep balls, really play a vertical game. And I think that's something that he hasn't really been able to do as much. So I'm excited. I don't know. I think that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. All right, I have, all right, number eight, Carolina (laughs) Panthers. Just got Sam Darnold, signed Mm -hmm. him a one-year deal. They just today, this afternoon, shipped out Teddy Bridgewater. He is now in Denver. Yep. With the way I have my draft falling, Justin Fields is available at eight. And I have them taking him. Okay. All right. All right. I don't even know if I fully agree with this, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't think they would let him get past them just because Sam Darnold won your deal. and I fully believe that Sam Darnold is going to come out and be absolutely fantastic. And I've been defending him for years. I think he is great. I think he struggled in New York for a plethora of different reasons, but none of them were because he was lacking in, Talent himself. So I'm hoping he can come into Carolina. He's with a great coaching staff and can prove to us how great he is. But at the same time, from a business perspective, when you have Justin Fields there and available, you know he's only there for a one year deal. I think it's hard for them to pass up because it's going to be in the back of their mind like, well, what if he doesn't pan out? What if he doesn't? because there are people that don't believe in him. And I understand their argument because we haven't been able to see anything. Um, And then also Sam Darnold does pan out. Now you have Justin Fields. You can train him, trade him. You can get a lot for him. So I think it's definitely an interesting take because I also was kind of like, go for waddle, get him a weapon. But I don't know. I just don't think they're going to let him get past them if he's there.
1: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And if he was still available on mine, I think that's probably what I would suggest they do as well. Although I'm a big Sam Darnold believer. Yeah. I don't want to say believer, but like definitely hopeful that he will be able to, I don't know, progress in a way that he wasn't able to in New York. Um, but I have them, I have them taking Patrick Sertan. I just think this makes sense. I I think their secondary is a huge concern for them. I think their defense overall could use a lot Um, but I think they've made it also no secret that they want to get someone to pair up with uh, Dante Jackson. They definitely want to beef up that area. They've mentioned it. They have just been very public about that. They, they're very honest about where they're sitting as a franchise, what they need and where they're lacking. So I think they're a little more transparent than a lot of franchises have been, which I do appreciate. And I do actually kind of respect the way that they're doing their rebuild. But, you know, he's a guy, he's NFL ready. He's fast. He can keep up with any guy. That he's one on one with. He can lock down receivers. I think that's the perfect guy that they need, but that's who I have them taking. I will die on this Panthers need a cornerback hill, but who knows? I think it just depends how it falls. But if, yeah, I mean, if, I don't know, if if Justin Fields is sitting there for the Panthers, please take him. But I'm going to say that with anyone. Like if Justin Fields is sitting there for most of these teams, like take him. Yes. Why? Why wouldn't he?
0: No, I agree 100%. Um. All right. Now moving on. Number nine. I still have Denver sitting at number nine. So who are okay. do you have the
1: Falcons at number nine? I have the now? Falcons at number nine. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I have Denver going receiver here, and I okay. have them taking Jalen
1: Waddle out of Alabama. Okay. Nice. What do you have like for the Falcons? I have the Falcons taking Jalen Waddle. So we have oh, the same. Okay. Same player, different teams. Different teams. So
0: either way, we have Jalen Waddell going at number nine.
1: Yeah. So tell All me right. tell me why he's going to the Broncos.
0: So I think after, and like like I said, if anything changes from one through eight and one of these quarterback falls, I do think they will take a quarterback, especially if it's Justin Fields, because we love him. Um, however, you got Teddy Bridgewater. You still have Drew Locke behind him. I just think, and I know they have talent. I know there's talent there, but I think he's someone you don't want to pass up on. He's a great receiver. And I know we've talked about this. He's personally not my second favorite receiver in this draft. I think Devontae Smith is better. We'll get to that. Um, But he's right number two. Everyone talks very highly of him. I think he would do well for them. And I think if you can get him in now, even if your quarterback situation changes, even if you don't feel set on Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, if you have all these offensive weapons, you will eventually be able to bring someone in that does fit. So I think the more you can beef that up, it will help them long-term. And I do, I don't think Teddy is a long-term solution, but Teddy is a great quarterback. Yeah. So if he can come in to as many weapons as he can, I think it does give them the best chance for this season. So we'll just see.
1: I like that. I like that. I mean, look, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I have a huge soft spot for him, so I do hope he does well uh, if they don't take a quarterback. But I think the Falcons, obviously, you've got Julio Jones, rumors flying around. You know. So either way, whether he stays or goes, this is a good move for them because at the end of the day, if he leaves, then you've got a guy that can kind of shore up your passing game a little bit. But if he just stays, then you've got Julio Jones, you've got Calvin Ridley, who's Proving that he is that number one guy. He's really out there. He's making the moves. He's he's really earning his spot there. And I think, you know, Jalen Waddell just supports that. I think he's the perfect guy to really be the cherry on top of what is their passing game, what they're trying to do on offense. And and look, you've got you've got Matt Ryan, you've got him now, you've restructured his contract. Who knows how long he'll be there? But you want to give him more to work with. If you're gonna have him be your quarterback for the next two, three, potentially four years why not why not load him up with weapons why not get him guys that are really capable and making sure your offense is going to run as smoothly as possible so I like Jalen Waddle at number nine I think this makes sense I think it makes sense for you know we talked pretty thoroughly about him a couple of shows ago but I think this makes sense for his talent level his ability it makes sense to sit behind Jamar Chase and it makes sense to be in the top 10 because he is talented and I think people people either are really high on him or are really low on him for whatever reason but
0: Oh, all right. So we're both, we both have. So now we both have Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle off the board. Off the board. And we are heading into number 10. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Now to me, if the Cowboys take anyone on offense here, I will literally cackle because it's freaking ridiculous. It's it's comical at this point because their offense has proven that they can put up 40 points and still lose a game and lose a game to the Cleveland Browns after putting up 40 points. Yeah, So they have what it takes. They finally paid Dak. Dak's coming in. He's got the big money. You got CeeDee Lamb last year when I didn't even think you needed him then. You have so many weapons. In my mind, I have Patrick Sertain falling,
1: um, and I'm
0: taking him. If he is available and they don't take him, I, wow. I just don't know what to tell them at this yeah. point. Like it's ridiculous. Even even if the, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where he is available and they go JC Horn, which I'm fine with because then the Eagles could take certain as well. But like, I he's so good, and I he think he would. He's not going to come in and fix that defense but he is going to be a very big jump for them to push them in the direction that they desperately need to go. And I can't even believe I'm hyping them up this much. Um, but really that's what they need. They're close to being a good team and Jerry just get it together. Don't get greedy here.
1: Look, I mean, that's Jerry Jones. You're talking to. So. falling on deaf ears. I'm sure. But I also have them going defense. I think this makes sense. I have them going Micah Parsons. Um, I think I have Patrick Sertain off my board, so that makes more sense. But, you know, I think you look at what happened with Leighton Vander Esch. I think you look at how Jalen Smith played. I think there's a lot of reasons to believe that they need to bring someone in to shore up this linebacker position. So I really do think that Micah Parsons could be great for them. I think, you yeah. know, he's physical. He's clearly one of the most talented in the position for probably – a handful of years now. I mean, he's incredibly talented. He's incredibly physical. He just is a guy that looks NFL ready. He's a guy that looks like he's going to come in and make an immediate impact. Um, I personally think he's probably the best defensive player here just at his position, but I don't know. I'm really high on this guy. Again, I don't know that I love the thought of him going to the Cowboys because I don't know that they'll know how to use him or I don't know that it'll make a huge difference, but I do do think he's going to be – you know, having an immediate impact wherever he goes. But I think if he falls, um, and I can't see him going, honestly, above 10, just given the way that the offensive players are going to shake out in that first half of the draft or the first uh, 10 picks of the draft. But Mm -hmm. I do think this makes a ton of sense for them. So I'm going to go Micah Parsons. But I agree, offense would be a wild miraculous. move. A wild move, but something honestly about it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, would I would just... not be
0: shocked. I would literally <laughs> laugh because I'd be like, "You guys are so stupid! Like, yeah. how how much can you build up an offense? Yeah, completely crumble your defense and then think that you're going to be able to? Win? Have they ever heard defenses win championships? Like that. That is what you need right now. And not that I want them to win a championship anytime soon, but like if they ever want to get there, now Micah Parsons. Definitely one of, if not the best defensive guy in this draft. There yeah. is some issues with him off yeah. the field. Does that yeah. raise, do
1: you think that raises any red flags? I don't think that raises any red flags for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think, I think, I think there's a lot of teams that might shy away from that. Um, and I think there's obviously a reason why a lot of mock drafts have him falling and they, a lot of mock drafts have been falling well below number 10, like from what I've seen. And I think that has a huge role in that, but I don't necessarily think this is a team that's going to harp on that. I do think that they probably believe the cowboy way will set him straight or whatever, but, um, but they've been notorious for handling those situations and not poorly. I mean, they're, they've been fine yeah. in the ones that they've dealt with and handled. So I think that they're, they're more than capable to deal with it. But um. But yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of teams, they're probably not looking at him just to avoid those situations. And I think a lot of those teams have probably went through similar situations or dealt with off the field issues recently and they don't want to be back in that position or they're just not ready to take on a liability like that. So yeah. so yeah, I mean, I think if if you get him and he stays straight, I think you're getting a huge win and probably a huge deal just given it, you know, given where he's going to go in this draft, but but yeah, I mean, it'll It's up to you to keep them straight at that point. Yeah, who knows? Definitely.
0: All right, now this draft order is super funky because not funky, weird. Yeah, because it's toxic, really. Because you have the Cowboys, (laughs) it's a little bit toxic for the NFC East because you have the Cowboys sitting at ten. Yep. You have the Giants sitting at eleven, and then you have Eagles sitting at twelve. Now, in my mind. This really shouldn't be an issue just because I feel like all of these teams do need completely different things. Dallas needs to go defense. I think Giants are like the ones that could teeter the most. I think they need to go offensive line. I have them going offensive tackle. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Eagles, in my personal opinion, I think you need to go receiver unless you have a guy from higher that falls that you can make an argument for. But so now I ha- we both have Dallas going defense. I have the Giants sitting at number 11. I have them taking offensive tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Okay. This guy is incredible. I think they would be very lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. I think you can make the argument even after getting Kenny Galladay that y- they still could go receiver. They still could go for an offensive guy. And they – Easily, also could go defense, but yeah. I just think offensive line getting this guy in, at offensive tackle. It fills their number one most pressing need, in my opinion. Um, and I just think it gives Daniel Jones he has options. So I think protecting him, giving him that time, it gives them the best chance moving forward. Okay,
1: I feel that. Okay, I like it. I'm not All mad about right, what it. you have been doing. I have them taking uh, Edge, Rusher, Quitty Pay. Okay. So I know that is a very hot take. Giants yeah. fans are going to come for me because I've seen your outrage on Twitter. They do not want him. They don't want him at all. Um, but I, I also have Sertain off the board, and that's who they want. So yeah. I can't imagine Sertain is sitting there at 11, but... Should he? Then obviously, yes. You take Patrick Sertan, but yeah. I think if he's off the board, you've, you're looking at a couple of these other guys off the board. I think this makes a ton of sense. He's super athletic. He's solid. He's a guy that is going to provide an area of pressure that they really haven't been able to put on opponents yet. Right? Like we haven't seen that from them. It's an area they're clearly lacking. I think they've done a really good job bringing in weapons, bringing in some some top guys in other areas and other positions, but. This makes sense. I mean, it's it's not it's not super flashy. It's not something that's going to light up the draft board, which is I think what they're looking for given yeah. the past. And and I get where they're com- coming from. They want something flashy. They they've got they they're just looking for something. It makes total sense. I'm not mad about it. They did a really great job in free agency. I just think this is one area they needed to address a little bit more. So I think this would be a pretty good pick for them. But I also think that this guy's pretty underrated, so I wouldn't be surprised if he fell. But I do think it's quite unfair to be bashing this decision on Twitter so far. Yeah. But we know how Giants fans are, so. Yeah.
0: The whole yeah. NFC East is just honestly scary. It's a little brutal. Um, yeah. That was a hot take. I don't hate it. I don't hate it <laughs> okay. at all. Yeah. I, I think I every it makes a lot of sense, like genuinely makes a lot of sense. And I also <laughs> like I was sitting there and we're like, don't bash him. I there is talk that the Eagles also want to take him at 12. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so if the Giants take him, I don't want him at 12. OK. And not because I don't think he's great because I love him. I love his whole story. Like, yeah, yeah. I love everything about him. Um. I just think with our past in drafting, there's going to be other people available that I think would benefit us more quickly um, and better than him right off the bat. Not that he's not great, but I just think at that point, I would rather take a cornerback. Like if we're going to go defense, Um, but we'll see, we'll see. So you have, I have them taking offensive tackle. You have them going edge rush with Quiddy Pay. Now we are at, Eagles. Yeah. We're sitting at 12. Yeah. You go you go first. Okay. Enlighten me. What I have you have them doing.
1: I have them going JC Horn. Okay. um I don't I don't hate that for that, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think he's kind of become a favorite. Of them, as of recent, I don't know what changed. I'm not really sure. I think probably just seeing how these first few picks are going to shake out. But I do think it makes sense, right? I think I think that's a position they need to reinforce. It's a guy that makes sense for me if is off the board. That's a really good choice for you. He's obviously I, – I don't want to say he's the number two guy at this position because I think they both bring something a little different. You could probably make the argument that he – is one of the best, if not the best, corner in this in draft. It just is. Defense is going to be falling a little bit lower given the offensive talent sitting at the top of the draft. But I think it makes sense, right? Like, I don't know. If this fits for them, but you, you tell me.
0: No, and I agree that you can't really argue that like Sertan is number one and J.C. Horn is number two. I think they're both yeah. on that – and there's so many cornerbacks. In the, I think I have like four or five going in the first round total. Like yeah. you, the, It is there's a stacked cornerback class. But I feel like they're on that first tier, and then there's the tier below them. So I wouldn't say like one is, necessary, like you said, better than the other. I don't hate this. I okay. really, really don't. But if Devontae Smith is available, I want him, and I have him being available. And I think, one, I love him. I think he is a talented receiver. His weight does not scare me in the slightest. He also, I think, I'm pretty sure Deshaun Jackson was, like, in that same, like, 10-pound range from where he is right now. Yeah. And we saw how that played out. I mean, obviously, towards the end of the career, not the best. But Deshaun Jackson was a freaking beast. Yeah. So I think he would fit in for the Eagles very well. And I totally understand the argument. We keep drafting receivers, and it keeps not really working out. The problem is we are not drafting receivers that are the best receivers available. And at this yeah. point, he, is, he would be the best available. And I know me and you have talked about this. I put him above Waddle and Waddle is, I have a feeling going to go above him. So that just honestly works out better for us. Um, So if he is there, I want him. It's kind of the same argument that I keep making with why I want the dolphins to double up on offensive weapons early, just because if we're unsure about hurts, if we're having any doubts you get him those offensive weapons. You get him guys that he can actually rely on, like, week in and week out. Um, and if it's not working out, then you know maybe he isn't our long-term guy. Yeah. Um. There are so many holes that this team needs to fill. So if we do go cornerback, I'm not going to be pissed about it. Like, it's honestly – it's going to take a lot for them to piss me off because even if Rashawn are strong players available yeah. uh, and they took him, I wouldn't yeah. hate – like, there's a lot – that we need if we take best up at a handful of positions, it won't drive me crazy. It's if all of those best of guys are available and we go rogue and take someone that we could get on day two. Yeah. Like it's stuff like that that's gonna infuriate me. But I have us taking Devontae Smith. I want us to get him. That would be the ideal situation for me.
1: I would love that for you because I we have talked about this. I love him, I think he's great, I think he's super talented. His size. I don't know why we're still talking about his size. I keep hearing it everywhere and it's wild. Like, not only is that what the NFL offseason is for and training and OTA is like that, that always happens, right? You beef up these small guys, but he's also proven that he can be very, very physical. Like, we've seen it over and over again. He doesn't play in the AAC, he plays in the SEC. He played in a probably the largest physical. Conference in college football, like you're facing big guys, right? And I'm not saying that it compares in any way. I'm not. I'm not out here making the argument that Alabama could contend with NFL teams. I'm saying that they're big guys. The speed might be a little of an adjustment. I would say. I think the speed might be the only thing where you're playing a faster game in the NFL. But I think size-wise, he's physical. He's a guy who knows how to run his routes. He knows how to match up with corners. He knows how to be physical, get the yards after catch. He knows how to break the tackles. Like he's a guy that just is ready, like all around ready. He keeps getting overlooked. If he falls, honestly, I have him going, um, 16 to the Cardinals just because Mm. I don't, I'm just like looking at it. And I was like, I don't know that any of these teams will like necessarily go out and get him just because I just couldn't see it happening or envisioning it. But Yeah, I do – I would love if he went in the top five, honestly, top ten, because, like, that's where he belongs. But, you know, I'll die on that hill too.
0: No, I fully support it. And, yeah, I would love to get him in Philly. I'm, like, literally a nervous wreck for tomorrow. So now we only – we got through 1-12, started with your team, ended with mine. We have a couple minutes left. Why don't you just tell me, do you have like a dark horse, like sleeper, first round guy that you just love that might go either late in the first round, maybe even early day two? Uh,
1: I don't have too many, but my kind of like off-brand pick is Mac Jones to the Patriots without them trading up. Oh so what? I'll say that is like an honorable mention pick where I'm like <laughs> kinda okay. like I don't know that it makes sense, but I mean I see Mac Jones as a patriot.
0: I can see me, it. It make Mac Jones to me, honestly, you can they let the hate pour in for this. Mac yeah. Jones is a late first round pick for me. I can feel that I don't I don't understand the reason to take him at three. Like I, I really don't. I don't. Um, but they seem to like him, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe they even go rogue. I really hope they go Trey Lance, but I can see Mac Jones as a Patriot, and I think Belichick yeah. will put him into shape and get him to be the best that he could be. And I think that gives him the best opportunity. So if that happened, I would love it. That would be so yeah. exciting.
1: He's a smart kid. Like, he's a smart player. He is, yeah. He's very mentally capable. I think Bill Belichick really, that whole franchise really appreciates smart quarterbacks. So yeah. I think, you know, physically too, like, he does fit kind of what their style is. So I, I do see that happening if he's there. And like I said, I don't necessarily know that he should go that early. I mean, 15 is pretty early. But if they don't move up and take someone else, if they don't move up and take a Trey Lance, a Justin Fields, I think it makes sense if he's still sitting there. I think they probably like him to some extent. I think also, like, I don't know that they can handle missing out on a quarterback, if we're being honest. I think no. they're just not going to be able to help themselves. But where do you have – who was left? Trey, who? What quarterback didn't go on your list? So Trey Lance?
0: I have – no, I had all of my quarterbacks went um, – I had Justin Fields at eight, and that was the last one. I have four awesome. early on. I have the Patriots trading up for Trey Lance, um, so I have Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance picks one, two, Not three, great. and four. Bam, knock them out. Then I have uh, the Panthers taking Justin Fields at eight. Oh um, um, yeah, yeah. I've seen Evan. Don't kill me for this. I've seen a lot of arguments for Davis Mills coming in at thirty-two. And the Bucs, okay. I can't necessarily see that happening. I don't want to sit here and defend that. I think they go defense. Yeah. But if we get a six quarterback in the first round, that would be insane. I think my favorite, he's not really a sleeper or a dark horse, but my favorite defensive guy in this draft is Davin Collins. I am in awe of him. His whole story, he started out as a quarterback. They yes. moved him to the tight end. He got injured. So he is the guy that just understands both sides of the ball. And I think that's why, like, when you watch him play, he's not a graceful guy. But I think that's because he can, like, see what direction the offenses are going. He understands it. And then he knows what to do to get there and stop the play. Yeah. So I have him... I'm um, going 17 to the Las Vegas Raiders. I okay. can see him in this organization fitting like a freaking glove. I love it. And we know their defense needs some dire help. I would love yeah. to see it. Um, And I'm definitely going to be rooting for this guy. I can't wait to see what he does.
1: Nice. Yeah. I have a lot of defense in my like 15 to 20 range. Yeah. So I think that makes a ton of sense, but. Yeah, I don't know. I the, My only other one that I'll shout out is Caleb Farley, because I do really yeah. like him, but I do have a feeling he's going to go to the Titans, which I don't love. Where do you
0: – let me see where I – oh, yeah, I have him going to the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: It's a bummer, but I can see that, and I see why <laughs> they would need him and want him, but I don't want to play across from him two games a year. So
0: no, I feel so bad – um he has COVID right now so oh yeah part of his life he's gonna have to be sitting there in isolation which and he's no. asymptomatic he's totally like okay but like that's still so sad to like no he's going to get he's a first round cornerback like I have yeah. no doubt about that so for him to have to sit there and enjoy that moment alone in a room that's so sad. awkward
1: I know awkward I I know they said he was gonna be home I'm interested to see like if any of his family. I mean I know you probably can't and it's gonna be on television I'm sure but has it too. Maybe
0: like if if his family has it, I don't see why not at that point. Honestly,
1: honestly, if it's my kid and he's getting drafted, like I don't care. I'm gonna get COVID, but I'm gonna be there. Yeah kind of thing. So I feel like I don't know. Do it and then apologize later. Like I would want to be in that room regardless. So oh my God,
0: I would just want to hug. Like you work your whole life for this. All your dreams just came true. Like, I just want to give my kid a hug. I also, this is this is just like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have two guys named Jalen going in the first round, and I have we come do. to the conclusion. Yeah, and I've come to the conclusion that if and I, I like it for a girl, I'm naming my child Jalen just because I'm convinced that because of it, they'll be a pro athlete. Yeah. Um, because there are so many Jalen's in the league right now, two going in the first round this year, two on my Eagles alone. Like, what is in this name that just produces talented athletes? I would love to know.
1: It is on the top of my name list as well, and I've been called basic a million times. I'm like, I don't care. Get used to it. Like, that is a bad name. You're having like, I tell my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, you're having a Jalen. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah, no, I'm fully in support of it because what the heck? They're all super talented.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally. I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. I I can't wait for the heartwarming stories that I'm for sure going to be crying at because there's nothing makes me cry. Like draft night stories. Nothing,
0: nothing. And especially last year. Oh my gosh. will ever top that? And we've talked about it. They needed to fill the void of like, there wasn't human interaction, but they pulled up the most heart wrench. And I bet these guys have good stories to tell too, but nobody wants to, that. Doesn't entertain people in the same way, but it really does. They just rip your heart out.
1: I was so emotionally vulnerable halfway through the draft that when like Bill Belichick's dog was in the frame, I was <laughs> crying. Cause I'm like, that's probably his best friend. And we just don't really <laughs> know who Bill Belichick is because look at this connection with this. Dog. I mean, I'm like, I was They really like put me in an emotional state and then all the draft dogs and then the kids. And I'm like, they get to spend draft night with their families now because it's virtual. So it was a whole thing. I last year was way, way too much, but
0: definitely a roller coaster of emotions. I am super excited. Oh my God. And my pop-up shout out to my pop-up for sending me this in the middle of recording. Just text me. Bilicek has never taken a quarterback in the first round. Thanks. Wow. Thank you, Pop Pop, and maybe I think this look, is the year for it. Yeah, this
1: could be the year because you know what? They spent more money in free agency than they ever have before. They've spent they spent more money in free agency, guaranteed money, than any team in NFL history. Yeah. So let's just take a moment. I think this is the Patriots breaking out of the uh, the mold that they've yeah, created for the themselves. Patriots
0: way they're going a little rogue.
1: I'm here for it. I mean, look, Belichick is probably just like he. He wants to wear an eye patch and start calling him the Buccaneers, and he wants he's, he's missing out. He's got FOMO, so he's yeah, trying he to... He's got, like, y- you saw... I mean, you know how many teams are as bad as the Patriots were last year? Like, most of the teams in the NFL have had more than one season like that in the past three years or oh, yeah. four years. So, like, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, they had one mediocre season. Like, you're not even that bad, by the no. way. You're drafting at 15, okay? So you're not even... You didn't even have a terrible season. You had a mediocre season and you are you have a decent draft pick. You just bought all this, but you, I mean, they set the world aflame. Yeah. I mean, it's a tantrum if I've ever seen one.
0: No, it is. And I think it is just because we are so used to them being so good. So for them to just be mediocre was a little strange, but I will say- In the beginning of last season, I did my predictions and I was like, the Dolphins are going to come above the Patriots. I'm just not sold on them. I got so much hate.
1: Oh, I I said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was like, why is this? So I was like, the Patriots just lost on Brady. Like, I was like, I'm not sitting here saying the Patriots are going to be bad. I'm just saying the Dolphins are going to be slightly better. And what happened? The Dolphins were slightly better because they're moving in the right direction. I mean, Patriots are doing everything that they have to do to get back there. So it's fine whatever. But no, I was totally here for it. I needed a Patriots all season and now they can come out and be good and I won't hate them as much.
1: Also the one year of just not having to talk about them all the time was really oh, nice. Yeah, that like, was cool, it. it was great. It, it was, was everything you know. I needed.
0: Uh, all right. So there was our one through 12 picks. We had a couple dark horses thrown in there later, but make sure to check us out on Twitter at pod and at uh, on Instagram, we are at Onside Chicks. We will be posting our full first round, all 32 picks. Is there anything else you want to throw out there before the craziness starts tomorrow?
1: I think that's it. If, if for some reason Trevor Lawrence is not the Jaguars pick, do not contact me ever again. Okay. I'll be unalived. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, We're here for it. It's the start. We've, I feel like this has just been the longest off season. We've been like thinking about the draft for so long and it's finally here. So I'm, I'm just ready.
0: Yeah, I definitely am too. And fingers crossed, sending it into the universe. The Eagles are not going to go rogue. the Jags are going to get Trevor Lawrence. The Eagles are going to do something that makes somewhat coherent sense. And then we'll be back next week and everything will be okay.
1: Here's to hoping. Yes. Here's to hoping. All right. right. Thank
0: you guys. Enjoy the rest of your night.
1: Bye. Bye.